My agent called, he said he got some interest in my strip. I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it. I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot. I even got a famous classic case of writer's block. Get it out of my head. Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. And joining me, making me laugh already, I, is this your third time? Third time. Ho, ho, ho. Third time for a Christmas podcast. Yeah. Have you not done one before? I have, but I've never oh. done a Christmas podcast with you. <laughs> it, it all makes sense. It's a very Scotty Christmas, everybody, because <laughs> our guest is Scotty Mullen. Yes, yes, Scotty Mullen. If you've been listening for 100 years, you know who I'm talking about. He is an award-winning screenwriter of over 11 produced movies, including the last two installments in the Sharknado franchise. Scotty's first holiday romantic comedy, A Beauty and the Beast Christmas, will air on the Ion channel December 15th. Everybody mm-hmm. put that on your calendar. Calendar. It stars Leah Pipes, Rob Racco, Ryan Kelly, Glazelle Green, and Donna Mills. Now, Scotty recently added Script Doctor to his resume with improvements made to the upcoming comedy The Swing of Things, starring Luke Wilson. And he recently inked a deal to write Victoria's Voice, a real-life story based on the journal Victoria Siegel left behind before dying of an opioid opioid overdose. This past Halloween, Scotty worked with rapper Tyga on transforming the basement of the Yamashiro in Hollywood into a haunted brothel for Mamacita of the Dead. A a live action horror experience Scotty wrote and directed featuring over 60 scare actors and custom built sets. Oh my God. I never know what's going to happen. Oh my God. Okay. Every morning is a new adventure. I know. You know, I know this is, I know this is Christmas themed, but we have to start with Halloween. Oh my God. What was this thing you did at Yamashiro? So, oh, so I used to be an experiential before I reinvented myself as a writer. What do you and mean experiential? I used to be, I used to sell experiential campaigns, like those big stunts you see at like Comic-Con and like movie premieres. Oh, cool. Dressing people up and stuff like that. So. FX would have been one of my clients, uh-huh. and they at Comic Con this past summer they did a for American Horror Story they did a haunted house, mm-hmm. but they um, the person in charge of that called me and they said you know it doesn't really make any sense can you help us come with like with script so like like actually finding a, a story of yeah. the haunted house of the of the event right so I did cool. some I did kind of some script doctoring on that and then um, gosh just now the second week of October. Um, I was leaving the gym and um, this guy, Ryan, who was in charge of the experience, he gave me a call and he said, um, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> and I said, well, what would you like me to do? And he said, can you come to the Yamashiro and meet with Taiga? Because he wants to do a haunted house. And I went there and they said, okay, he'll be here in two hours. Can you come up with something? Oh my God. And so I did. And then I found out that the, there used to be a brothel at the Yamashiro. Wow. And they do have the ghost of a dead prostitute. 
And so I thought, oh, well, I'll, 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 let's do a haunted brothel in the basement. Oh, perfect. And, you know, when, when you're working in that kind of t- tight time frame, you can't worry about what they may like. I just had to think about what do I find scary. Sure. And um, when Tiger showed up, and I was very surprised. We got on along very famously. We thought a lot alike. He had really good ideas. And then, boom, two weeks later... It went live. So it was, it, was, it was more of a fun VIP party. Yeah. Very expensive. Very elaborate. Oh, my God. So very wait. Fun. Uh-huh. So, so was that, so that is still Mamacita of the Dead, or are these two separate pro- projects? No, yeah, that was Mamacita of the Dead. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a two-night-only event, and there was a huge party. Now, can, yeah. you, can you write this as a movie, Mamacita of I the hope, Dead? You no, know, actually, I hope so. I mean, we, we laid all the groundwork, so. Yeah, why not? It would be so fun. Yes, Tyga, if you're listening, come on, let's do it. Hey. Hanging out with Scotty Mullen is like everybody should have a friend like Scotty Mullen. So I got to go to the last Sharknado premiere and I met Charo. That's the one saving grace about Sharknado 6 is Charo playing the Queen of England. Oh, I met her. I got a picture with her. And while I had my arm around her tiny little waist, she coochied me. She went coochie coochie. And she, she, she did a little hip action and I was coochied. By Charo, I can I can die a happy woman. Oh, that's not, oh, I, I brought some joy into your oh life. Oh my god! Okay. Yes. Oh my god! I was so happy. <laughs> she, she was fun. She was a force. The best. A force of nature. We should all we should all live our lives like Charo. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, you've you know what I've always loved about you and what what we've covered really I think in every podcast is, is your just say yes, why not mentality. And not only that, but whatever you commit to, you know, even if it's purposely campy, you just, you go a hundred percent. You're like, it's going to be the best thing ever. And you're always so happy about it. Oh yes. Well, cause it's like, well, it's like heroin getting actually something made. That's also there. It's sure. like, you know, different bells and whistles click in my head. As opposed to when I'm just writing something on my own on spec, as opposed to like when I know it's going to get made, it's just I don't know. And I wish I could trick my mind when I'm just writing on spec to to write as fast and furiously as I do. So you still write yeah. pilots to I'm not pilots uh, uh, spec scripts to be made without anybody hire, hiring. Oh, I've been you trying to, days? but lately now this this sounds so pretentious. But lately, everything I've been writing has been getting made. See that. Awesome. Yeah, I even I was so proud. I finally was able to pound out a horror spec, and I sent it to a producer just as a sample. Yeah. And instead, they called me and they said, "You know what? Why don't we just make this?" Oh, that's awesome. And I'm like, that's "Okay, great. but yeah, but I have no samples. I have no samples at all." Well, look, they can I'm, look at they can look at your past work. You're right. There's, I'm not a sample. I'm, there's no sample sale at the supermarket. It's just <laughs> you got to buy you buy the meat or nothing. <laughs> okay. So your latest meat adventure <laughs> is uh, Beauty and the Beast Christmas. I just got a. L- Am I allowed to say that? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I got to see a, a couple, a little bit of a preview, not the whole thing, but mm-hmm. I got to see, and, uh, and it looks delightful. And uh, why don't you tell everybody about A Beauty and the Beast Christmas? Oh, my gosh. Well, I have to go back. It was, it's, it's such a, it was such a fun riddle. Was, um, I was talking with the producers of this film, and they said, okay, we want to make a movie called A Beauty and the Beast Christmas, but we want the genders reversed. Mm. So come up with something. Oh. And then you're just off to the races. It's like a fun riddle. It's like Perseus and the Sphinx. Great. So okay. she's, she is. So they said, we want, we want the woman to be the beast. But then, but then as we made it, they said, oh, well, don't make her too mm-hmm. ugly. And then she just, then it just became that she just had this little kind of scar on her face. And that was it. I, <laughs> I love, and, and the scar kind of becomes 
also like she thinks she looks like a beast ultimately right, right? like isn't that like, exactly that? yes yeah it's more it's more in her head so yeah. so um me and the, the development team at first um they wanted something with flowers and so first I pitched this really gothic dark it was almost like a Wuthering Heights Christmas about Ooh. this you know this woman that was secluded and her father used to have this huge flower empire and you know and then she brought in this guy to you know to remake the christmas rose and and um it was very dark and fun and they said no but they, yeah because this is for the ion channel so, so they yeah wanted something they wanted said they wanted brighter something fun. that deals with the family audience and all right that kind of so thing. then we went and then um and then first she was a model then she was an actress and then um she became a influencer okay and then it just it came it kind of came with these um two influencers that were their ratings were going down their agent forces them to fake a romance online to get their numbers up and if the two aren't careful they just may end up falling in love for real it's kind of like it's kind of like the old um studio like oh oh, you know like in 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 order to make louis b mayor happy you know you guys have to fake the the wedding right yes oh and and so it's it's got like even though it's contemporary influencers it's got that old hollywood feel like you gotta do this oh it's very carrie granton you know and Catherine hepburn and all that kind of stuff it was real yeah really really classic fun that way what i also liked was um um, it, I just completely got to embrace the social influencer world and everything like that. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of dig at it and make a fun of it as well. How crazy they go about their numbers and, and follow and the followers online and how they'll lose money if they lose followers and stuff like that. So that did was you, very fun. Did you know, I'm kind of surprised, Scotty, knowing you <laughs> that you haven't put your toe in that no, water. You know, I'm very, pr- I know this sounds odd. I'd like to write. I like to be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, put all my business out there. Yeah. I'm a very, very shy person. Don't you, you, know can't what? you tell? I actually, <laughs> yeah, no, but, but I kind of do believe that because yeah. I think some people with, you know, really extroverted personalities, you know, uh, once you kind of go home and you shut, shut that off, it's like, I don't, I don't want to. Right. Right. Oh yeah. No one, I, I just have so much fun writing everything. Although on the third day of filming Leah pipes, she looked at me and she said, um, I'm playing you, aren't I? <laughs> She's like, because the woman's a bit neurotic about love and everything, and you know, all all in herself, and you know, just in, in second guessing herself and everything. So it was a lot of fun there. And I thought, oh man, so yeah. So On the third day of filming, the <laughs> yeah. actress said to me, "Well, you could do a whole thing." I could do. I could do a whole thing. That was that was so fun. Was how young this movie is too. Mm. Is um, because um, um, Leah, she comes from Vampire Diaries in the originals. Um, Rob comes from Riverdale and, um, the guy that plays our hero, he was the deputy on Teen Wolf. So it's a very fun, young, cool, and very attractive. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I saw yeah. this. Yeah. This is not your mother's holiday movie. Yeah. She <laughs> and, will not. She, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then there's, you know, the queen, there's Donna Mills. And we, and who, because of Sharknado. Uh, oh, oh. So, cause I'm also a casting director as well. So mm-hmm. I was the casting director on Sharknado four. Mm-hmm. And what was so fun about those producers is they, they said, well, who do you like? And pretty much anybody I liked, I can make a phone call with. Wow. And I'd always wanted to meet Donna Mills. And so she played, um, 
a uh, scientist wink, something like that. On, on you know, it was a like a like a weather expert on Sharknado Four, uh-huh. and we met and we hit each other, and I mean, hit each, we hit it off, <laughs> and then you hit each other. Yeah, no, yeah, and then, uh, but um, Donna has these very elaborate Christmas parties that are so fun. It's just like Circus of the Stars. Of Christmas, like everybody from who's everybody from the eighties is at her is at her house for Christmas. It's, oh it's, my god, that's perfect for you. It's his own thing. Who who did you meet at the Christmas party? Oh, like Connie Selica and John oh Tesh, god. and of course all the Knots Landing people, and wow. so fun. And Donna, you know the the nicest people play the best villains. So ah, that's yeah, interesting. So, but for these past few years, Donna and I have always. I've always wanted to write something for Donna. Mm-hmm. So when this when we were when they, they were coming up with we were coming up with the story, we wanted um. Um, Ginger Holiday, who's the main character, she's the YouTube um, Christmas influencer. She lives under the shadow of her mother, who was this big supermodel named Bijou from the 70s. <laughs> and I even wrote in there, I said, like a Donna Mills type. Mm-hmm. And then the producer said, well, could we get Donna? And I said, oh, I don't know, but let me ask. And then I immediately called Donna and I said, Donna, I think this is it. I finally <laughs> I finally have something for you. Yay! Yeah. And so and that was so fun. And um, this was not a big budget movie. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I got to drive Donna to set every day. <gasps> oh my god! It, that was really, really fun. I mean, who wouldn't want to go pick up Donna? I mean, it was just so. It was so, so fun, and um, yeah. So, but Don, Donna's a dear. She's fantastic. Follow her if you are. Yeah, go, go the real Donna Mills. Go, go follow Donna right now. She's just she's so fun. Now you're so yeah. good about um, writing to the sensibilities of the companies that you're working for. Mm-hmm. Um, you already said that they were like. Yeah, you know, beast, but still pretty and family audience and, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Was there also a structure that you were writing toward or were you doing sort of just a a traditional three-act structure or was this like a seven-act structure because it's a TV movie? Oh, gosh, yeah. This was, I think this was actually a nine-act structure. Really? Oh, gosh. Just just keep adding more acts on. Yeah. And they were, I know they were very... um, Concerned mm-hmm. because they said because they wanted to make this comedic, mm-hmm. and that that was that's something that network executives with Christmas movies are a bit scared of. Mm. So because it's it, it, usually it's just a bit more sedate, right, and calm, mm-hmm. and. They even yeah they even use the term screwball. Mm-hmm. So they did say now and I and I, and I want to preface this because I cannot wait to write for Hallmark. I'm kind of in the queue to write for Hallmark. Okay, but they did tell me they said we want something that would not air on the Hallmark Channel. And you know mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah Hallmark is great. It ha- yeah. but you're right. It has certain sensibilities. Right. It has a certain focus. And to say screwball yeah. right is like okay that's not what they go for. Right. So. I noticed in what you showed me, you really turned up the dial on the screwball. You're like, right. let's let's lean into the thing that you know does make us different. Right, right, right. right. And it's you even said Lucy. Yeah, Lucy there was a little Ball. Lucille Ball and very fun and you know kind of the old Cary Grant stuff and everything like that. Very very fun. And um, the um, it was so fun, but the, the the actors just took it and ran ran with it. And that, that, that as a writer, that's so usually, cause sometimes you'll, you'll write things and then you, you, you bury your head in the sand cause you're like, they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. But, um, this one, they just took it, they took the dialogue and made it their own and even came up with some even crazier and funnier jokes than I had that I'd ever thought of. And, and like, and, and like how we had, um, they, there's a big fake wedding in there for YouTube, for their YouTube influencers, um, that they have. And, uh, the minister, um, is played by Willem, um, the drag queen, and who was just so fun there and, and showed up and he had, he had his own, um, you know, Mrs. Santa Claus outfit and everything like that. And that was just so fun. I mean, where, where do you get to do that? I mean, and so I'm very grateful for Ion for taking a chance. Well, 
again, and, uh, you're going to go for the mm-hmm. world of the influencers, right? Yeah. So this is where you know a setting becomes a set piece, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a wedding, right, but it's a wedding of influencers, okay, then you need other influencers who would be guests who would be officiating, right? Right. You know, and you could even tra- take it farther than that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do you turn it into something special? Right. Like, take that trope and sort of like. I don't know. Play with it. it absolutely, and also not make 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 it look like everybody's sweating like crazy. Yeah, because which we, they were. we yeah, because we filmed in August. <laughs> <laughs> That's the odd thing about a lot of Christmas TV movies is that they're all filmed in the summer. Oh. Like right now, we sh- they should be making Christmas movies right now, but a lot of times they make them in the summer for the right. show in the show in December. So yeah. <laughs> now, are there? Well, I have to get back to the structure for a second, mm-hmm. just because I'm a I'm a yeah. Let's talk about the I'm structure. Geek, yeah, and no. We, you, before I forget, nine acts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is it like like you're just doing a sequence breakdown? Like it's like nine sequence in something with a beginning, middle, and end with like act one, act two, act three. Okay. Oh, got it. So usually you're you, so there's um there's always your your teaser. Okay. And um so the and um so our teaser was when um so what happens is she um. She wants to dye her hair Rudolph red for for Christmas because she always has a big Christmas outfit that she breaks the internet with every year. But she uses real holly berries and rhubarb and cayenne pepper, all kinds of disgusting things that end up giving you know reacting to her skin. And so then she thinks she's too ugly to make YouTube shows. So that was kind of our teaser on what she's going to do. And then Act One was then when um, she is teamed up. Her agent teams her up with. Um, um, Bo Bradley, the bad boy of Baltimore, mm-hmm. who is a uh, aging, um, you know, extreme sports guy that's been 29 for five years now, <laughs> and and his and his ratings are starting to go down, mm-hmm. and he hates Christmas, mm-hmm. and so then they team the, the two of them are teamed up, and then every other act after the after Act One, the Act One is still you know it's probably it was still at two page 27. Oh wow, so, so it's a long it, it's act. It's still a long act. Mm-hmm. Your act what your Act One is still always your longest, mm-hmm. and then. Um, Probably then I would say act two through act six is mm-hmm. what your regular act two would be okay. if you're doing a three act structure. Got it. So think about it's It's like every 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Every 10 minutes there's, there's the, a turn, there's a twist, yeah. there's a cliffhanger or a, and, or a what do we do now kind of moment. Right. And I will say I love with that structure because it prevents your act two from getting boring. Mm-hmm. Because so many scripts will be like, well, just... Just read Act Two real quick because I swear to God something exciting is going to happen in Act Three. You know, I've <laughs> right. seen a lot of scripts like that. Exactly. And this structure prevents that from happening. Mm-hmm. And so then you're always having a, a twist and a turn at every ten minutes, which is also like every commercial break. Mm-hmm. And then your Act Three is actually very fast and furious. Mm-hmm. I would say Act Three would be like Act Seven to Nine, and Act Nine is really only three pages. How many? Mm-hmm. So uh, was. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. With Act Seven to Nine, was the majority of it the wedding? Were like yeah. there are two acts in the wedding, mm-hmm, or okay? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I noticed it was a huge. Yeah, the, the big thing is then the big fake wedding, right? Where yeah, everything like that, which people have to tune in. But That's it was right. We're but it was so fun. But I will say, um, D- D- Dylan Vox and even Donna Mills said this is a very ambitious script. Dylan Vox was the director, mm-hmm. and of course, you know when you write it, you're like, oh no, this is easy. You yeah. know, what do you do? But it was so fun because they said, they said, Scotty, this is a Christmas movie, but it's also a, a wedding movie. Right? What are you doing? Well, who doesn't want a wedding oh, at right. Christmas? Especially a wedding where she's gonna might end up marrying the wrong groom. Right? Oh, I, I just, I'm so happy I got to do that. And when yeah. they actually kiss, and right. there's in front of the mantle. Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, and the big thing was um, she had um, never been kissed before. 
Oh. Yeah, because she says, well, when you make, you know, there, there's a great line where she says, well, when you spend your life making Christmas videos and your mom's a supermodel, you know, it doesn't, you know, she's always had this anxiety about men, ah. you know, so that, that, that's kind of helped get her because she's so attracted to Bo, but so scared of him at the same time. So, Aww. yeah. But, but also it was, very, it was very fun to play with all these Christmas tropes. Yeah. yeah. So, so mm-hmm. let's talk about that because yeah. this is our Christmas. <laughs> right. right. And, and, you know, people may be thinking about writing Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some Christmas things that you felt you had to put in and some that you felt you wanted to play with? Well, I would say family is always the most important thing about any Christmas movie and, and usually a reconciliation. Mm-hmm. with some kind of a family thing. So um, the big thing was that she was at odds with her supermodel mother because they would only spend time together at Christmas mm-hmm. when she was growing up, which is why she liked Christmas so much. And then at the end, what was fun was she has to kind of get over this own this old resentment that she has over her mother because her mother now is here for her. Mm-hmm. And she kind of gets over herself and, you know, puts the past behind and um, with stuff like that. I guess that's more of a family trope than a Christmas trope. No, I think it's a Christmas mm-hmm. trope because, you know, when are you forced to reconcile with your family? Like, right. like you have to, you have to figure out what you're going to do about your family around, right. you know, ho- around holidays. It's yes. just like the law. You know? And then the same thing with our hero, Bo, the guy, he was very estranged from his father for years and, um, and would only talk to him, would only call him Howard. And then at the end, um, when he reconciles with his dad, he actually says, Merry Christmas, Dad. Mm-hmm. And that was fun with the Played first time. By, uh, Played by the amazing um, Stephen Nichols, also known as Patch, <laughs> from Days of Our Lives, one of the most phenomenal actors. Um, and I was telling Scotty, I'm like, oh, he was in my class. He was a student of mine. <laughs> I'm now at that point where I've become like that old lady who's like, ah, he was a student of mine. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm constantly saying that to my girls. I'm always like, "Hey, look, that, that was a student. Mommy didn't." And they're like so unimpressed. They couldn't. They could care less. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I, I will say it's, it's, it's. I'll never get over getting to write for my heroes. Yeah. Because well, I, I, a lot of people know him from Patch, but I know him from this great horror movie called Witchboard that he was in. It's one of my favorites. It's, it, I mean, I think it's even, it's still on, um, it's with Tony Katane and it's, it's the best Ouija board horror movie ever <laughs> from the eighties. And um, so that was such a thrill to get Did to write. Did you tell him that? Him. Oh, you, absolutely. And I bet he really appreciated that, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh because yeah. Because he doesn't get, he probably is always patch, patch, patch and right. something. About the witchboard and then, and then working with uh, Abby, Abby Cunningham Ewing from Nuts Landing. I mean, that was just phenomenal. And it was, um. Donna was so excited because she says, oh, I actually get a, because she, she'd been in Christmas movies before, but she says, well, usually I'm just standing in the background decorating the Christmas tree and saying, <laughs> oh, please come home for Christmas. <laughs> We're here. She's this wacky supermodel of yeah, a woman. She gets yeah, to, she gets to chew the scenery. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, <laughs> Other Christmas tropes, other Christmas mm. things that were well, fun to play with. Well, it, what, it, it may not make sense, but everything always ends up happening on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Uh-huh. So like the wedding was going to be happening on um, Christmas, Christmas Day, mm-hmm. which would be in the, real, in the real world, that would be a logistical nightmare to get a bunch of people <laughs> to show up on Christmas Day, but not in a Christmas movie. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. So I would always say everything is always leading up to the big thing that's going to happen on on Christmas, on Christmas Day, um, with that. So I think you know that's always the big, the big lead up because then after Christmas, it's it's over. And yeah. then things like trees, decorating, right, right, working right. romance into Christmas preparation. Right, I would say you know always, always the Christmas trees, the ice skating, the the thing. I think you know snowshoe. 
um, stuff. We did, um, oh, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. We, we know, the, the odd thing about this one was we were filming in August, so they wanted to just set it in Los Angeles during a very, very, very warm December. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had a lot Thank of- Thank you, tr- global warming. Right. <laughs> So we had a lot, we had a lot of fun stuff with that. So instead, instead of like having like, um, cause Ginger has a um, charity of, um, she runs a charity for foster kids. So instead of them doing sledding, there was a Christmas carnival with a Christmas carousel. Mm-hmm. So kind of changed some stuff for that. And, um, so it was summer at first, um, at the end, um, her um, face was supposed to be cured with, and she was gonna, there was going to be a big fight in a big snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Well, that didn't work. So mm-hmm. instead, she falls into. Um, at first, um, the director Dylan said, "Well, maybe she just falls in the wedding cake." And I said, "Well, no, that's no. We're not going to say that frosting cured her her facial ailment. <laughs> frosting does cure a lot of things. I would like to vote for that for so, a second. But then I found out that chlorine has the same effects as frostbite. Ah, so that's actually very scientific. So if you have too, if there's too much chlorine in a pool, you can get burned just and it'll be treated just like frostbite. So instead of getting frostbite in the snow, we had her getting frostbite in the swimming pool, which actually is a good thing because right. it, yeah, okay, because then All it right. cures her. Because even though she wasn't, she she's been pretty through the whole time, but then you know, she was she was just. A minus pretty. <laughs> then she's a plus well, pretty. Well, at first when I wrote, she was very, you know, she had swelling and almost like, you know, elephant man on the side of her face. And then they said, they said, they can't do that for it. They said, our viewers won't put up with that. We gave you this pitch that she's the beast, but we, we, really, but it's, we didn't mean it. Right. We so mean then, beast-like. So because the, then she was, because she was going to do all kinds of fun, elaborate stuff to hide part of her face, like right. a very, very elaborate Veronica Lake haircuts yeah. and masks hat and they said no so then now she just has a very you know i mean it's still it's still a nasty burn but it's not it's not nearly as it's not beastly i was telling scotty it just looks like my mild rosacea (laughs) (laughs) i I think there should be a whole movie about my mild rosacea right oh 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 i have to tell i have to give a shout out to kayla guess and kat corbett oh so while I was developing... Oh, I know both of those Yes, people. they're fantastic. Kat, I mentioned in my last podcast because she is a, a client of mine. Oh, she's wonderful. Kat is so cool. Oh, well, Kayla, Kay, Kay, and she, she does um, so much fantastic stuff over the final draft. Oh, that's... Yeah, she heads up, she heads the, the contest up and does so much, so many great networking events and things for writers. Very Kayla cool. Guest could not be... She is right there in our corner. Nice. Yeah, she's fantastic. So Kayla would have these wonderful um, final draft... Um, mixers and things like that. And that's where I got to know Kat. And so uh, every time I go to a mixer, I would give Kat and Kayla an update on the Beauty and the Beast. And it be, we came up with a tagline that the tagline should actually be called hashtag preparation hot. Because this is the very first romantic comedy where inflammation has been a, the catalyst for two people ending up to fall in love together. Oh. <laughs> so that was the fun Thing. Yeah, so Kat came up. So we would just laugh and laugh. And it was, it was fun because I would see them every couple weeks and give them updates that, well, they, they approved the script. And, and it was always like, well, is the inflammation and is the hemorrhoid cream still a part of the plot? And I said, yes, can you believe it? That's so, great because I saw the setup for it. I did not see the payoff. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna, I can't wait to see the payoff. Yes, yes, yes. I, you know, again, it's like fully committing to anything mm-hmm. that you set up in in a movie, if right. you're going to point to it, you know, how are you going to pay it off? And right. especially in something that's sort of purposely like sunny and big, there's, there's, you can't just put in something and then not come back to it. Right. Right. The right. audience has taken note. Right. And I would say also with the setups, the, 
the Christmassy thing is sometimes you just you kind of feel like you're just shoving every, you know you kind of feel like you're shoving Santa into the plot any way you can. Mm-hmm. So because they definitely with these Christmas scripts they definitely want as much Christmas being reminded that we're in Christmas as much as we can. So. Um, in, 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 wherever the stakes where you know always having the stakes involving Christmas somehow so the big thing of this was that what was she going to look like at her Christmas gala and then mm-hmm. she's then she turns her Christmas gala into her Christmas wedding mm-hmm. so that that kind of took care of that and then she was so ridiculously over the top since she was a Christmas influencer all the Christmas trees and the sledding and the cookies and the canes right, and right. you know everything that that made sense I like the fact that a lot of times from what I could see again <laughs> just saw little excerpts but that backfires right so it's right. not like it's always perfect, right? right? We try so hard for like the perfect Christmas cookie and, mm-hmm. you know, it either looks bad and tastes good or it looks good and tastes terrible, right? right? It's all, yeah, very fun. And um, another fun thing was, um, um, even though I, 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 mean, I held behind the scenes with some casting, but um, I've been very lucky where I also get to cast a lot of the movies that I write. Mm-hmm. And I will say when, what I have learned with writing is, because um, I know inclusion is so big right now, is I just... Except for like you know, unless it's very specific to the character, I never say a lot of times what their gender is or what their um, um, you don't even say what their gender is. Is. That's interesting. Sometimes, yeah, like for instance, like like the the concierge, right? Right, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'll just kind of leave that off and Mm -hmm. everything like that. And um, because um, there was a character, Ginger's um, best friend, and then kind of her confidant was named Kensington. At first, I, we, we just, I thought it was going to be just some old English butler guy. <laughs> and then instead, we were casting um, Glozell Green, who was a huge YouTube star. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, what if it would be like, you know, or like a, it would be Glozell instead. So it was really easy to change the gender and everything like that. For so you it. actually did have a huge influencer. You had yeah, Glozell. Yeah, it was fun to put some influencers in there, like like Willem. Mm-hmm. Big, big, big. Uh, a lot of people know him from, um, from Drag Race, but just a great drag queen just in his own right. Ah, and then um, Glozell Green. Also, um, there is um, oh gosh, oh gosh. Now it's now now. now oh no, no. Um, Larissa Lucifer. She's our evil influencer that's supposed to um, that he hires to kind of upset the wedding. She was like a big goth influencer. That's placed by this phenomenal um, actress and also huge influencer. She's over a million on influencer um, Nikki Lay. She's fantastic. So it was fun to kind of get some real YouTube influencers, but also and and Instagram influencers on a marketing level. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna market market your product too, right? Right, right, right. So that's very fun. Yeah. Yeah, and also like I mean I like the fact that like. If, if somebody's on camera all the time, they're eventually getting good on camera, you yeah. know? So they're they're training themselves. Right. And you shouldn't turn up your nose at them, you know? they're no. They're clearly, you know, there's something about them and the camera that people respond to. Why not put them in your movie? Absolutely. Absolutely. Although, although I do, I, I always laugh at people that say no when I reach out to them on casting and stuff like that. Really? I will say, before we went to the drag queen route, I thought it'd be fun for one of the... Um, People that had been the bachelor or bachelorette to be the minister of the fake wedding. Okay. But they all said that the they did not connect with the material or <laughs> that the, the part was too small for them. No, or that's this. And I'm always thinking, well, who else is calling? Come on. Yeah. Well, come on. This is fun. It's a crazy, silly Christmas wedding. That so, is so funny. So the fact that then, then William, Willem came in and just knocked it out of the park was so fun. That so, is horrific. Yeah. But I always laugh about who says no. Now, but, are mm-hmm. you now addicted to the idea of, of doing more Christmas movies? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm very addicted to doing my first Hallmark mm-hmm. Christmas movie because I, I, I'm desperate to write something for my Aunt Carol yeah. in Kansas to watch. Oh, 
Aww. Yeah, yeah. Aww. And I will say, what I like about so with different networks is everyone has their own riddle mm-hmm. of what works. Okay. And everything. And um, I really, I really like what 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 Hallmark is doing. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm very anxious and chomping at the bit. Well, because I, I I'm originally from small town Kansas. I'm from Hallmark land. So. Hopefully that'll get to be my next. I'm imagining venture. you in small town Kansas. Did you stick out a little bit, Scotty? You know, I always say my parents did the best. It was like two groundhogs raising a peacock, <laughs> <laughs> and they did great. They did the best. But I'm glad I'm. I'm. I'm so glad I'm from small town Kansas. There was a lot of room to dream. I read so much out there, and just. The, the craziest cast of characters are out in, in small towns that I just love. I like, I like small town America. And you don't have to be mm-hmm. one of those L.A. writers that imagines what the rest of the country right. is like. Like, you, you're from right. Kansas. Yes, and also, um, I think small towns get a bad rap. Small towns are actually a lot cooler than people think. You know, mm. there's, always the, there's always the sour apple in the bunch. But right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, I'm, I am very grateful. Do you do a big Christmas from. when you go home? Oh, may, oh, of course, of you course. Do? Now, see, I, the, but the Christmas I like to celebrate is something that I can never write about because, well, the, my favorite part of Christmas is Christmas Eve and going to church oh. and the candle and singing Silent Night. So, yeah, I'm very that that's 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 Christmas to me. Oh, I'm nice. very very simple on that. that. As long as I get to do that, that's Christmas. Oh, yeah. that's that's nice. Do you yeah. do like a harmony? <laughs> I love. I'm all. I harmonize to everything. It my drives mom, some people crazy, but the harmony on Silent Night can be beautiful. Well, that's, you're going to give me goosebumps because me and my mom. My mom will always sing harmony. She has uh, a beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah. So that that's always my favorite thing to do. So, and my parents are celebrating their fiftieth um, wedding anniversary two days after Christmas. So oh, happy anniversary! I know it's going to be a fun Christmas. So. That's so nice. Yeah. We we uh <laughs> I. We we were very much the Chrismica family mm-hmm. because um, I didn't grow up religious, but my mother was very specific about like for any like Christian holiday, there's going to be a little you know fair and balanced treatment with a Jewish holiday right. just to make sure that I sort of knew where I came from, right? Right. So uh, we had this Christmas tree, and at the top of it, instead of a, a star, was a bagel. <laughs> Well, that makes me think I, I brought you some gifts. Oh, okay. I brought you some Christmas gifts. I like Christmas gifts. Okay. Well, here, you Lay them on. Well, here's a Santa hat for you. So <gasps> you have Santa to put hat. your. Okay, I'm putting on my Santa your, hat. You have to put your Santa hat on first for any, for any Christmas. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm not going to screw up. It doesn't our, really go. There, there yeah. you go. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> and then um, no Christmas. No, no, and by, cocoa is a huge also component. Of a Christmas movie. Oh, Everyone right. is drinking cocoa. Absolutely. Cocoa, 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 cocoa all the time. <laughs> because, because if you're smart, you yes. put a little something in the cocoa. I mean, these people would be diabetic if people drank as much cocoa as people do in these Christmas movies. It makes, it makes no sense. So cocoa, cocoa. So here's um, a little snowman with some cocoa. I love and this. Oh this. my God, this yeah. is the best. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, I yes, love yes. cocoa. And then no Christmas is complete. Without um, a Whitman sampler. <gasps> oh my god! Great. Right after, right after Halloween, where I gave up candy. Right. Well, you can I give that to your. You can give that to your kids sample. or your husband. Say you know, say that that's uh, in regards from Patch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe they'll get it. Maybe they won't. I love this. 
Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And uh, may I recommend <laughs> rum chata for spicing up your oh, cocoa? Oh, that's good. That's a good. That's really good. <laughs> so rum chata is rum and horchata, and it's like it's horchata, right? Yeah, it's like this this Mexican rum drink, and then you put it in cocoa. Or you can just drink that over ice. Yes, you can. It's really good. Yes, you can. But uh, if you want to be subtle about your cocoa, right? <laughs> moms maybe, and dads. Maybe that's what they're doing in in these Christmas movies. Yeah. Why they like the they're cocoa so much? They're spiking the cocoa. That's where they're like, I'd like some more cocoa, please. <sighs> this yeah. is so awesome. This is like this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christmas Christmas is starting earlier and earlier every I know, year. I know. I know. I will say, I am glad the the first Christmas movie I wrote is actually going to premiere around Christmas time on yes. December 15th, yes. as opposed to like before Halloween, right. how some of these Christmas movies now are showing. It's a, yeah. Now I want to mm-hmm. ask you a couple more questions before yes. I let you go. Okay. So, oops. So before this, Santa takes me away. This, I hear you. This script doctoring thing mm. where mm. you script doctored, made some improvements to the swing of things starring Luke Wilson. What is the swing of things? So the swing of things. So by the way, when I first started writing, I wanted also... I wanted a mantra for a lot of producers and networks to be, have we shown this to Scotty yet? Mm-hmm. And that's starting to happen. I probably Ooh. have three good producers now what a, that call me. What a nice like little bumper sticker for you to have in your head. <laughs> have we shown this to Scotty right. yet? Because I'm, I'm, I'm great at solving a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm great at when another writer has been a complete pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. I would say I get a lot of opportunities that way. Mm. When some writer has gotten some notes, has screamed at everybody, has walked off the set, and then I get to come in. And save the day. Nice. Yeah. Because so, I leave my screaming for either, I either have my characters scream at, the, at each other in a script or I leave it, you know, at the door. So I pride myself on that. That's so, great. So that's kind of how this, so, um, and I have to give a shout out to um, these pitch fests. Mm-hmm. So the Great American Pitch Fest mm-hmm. back in, it was back in 2013. Yeah, got you your first gig. Coming, it is, it is no more, but it's. I know, it's it, so sad, mm-hmm. but I, I, listen. Some people I'd love to give anyway. I I, I stand behind those pitch fests. Well, I look, love that. There's so many the pitch fests, you know, have sort of morphed into different kinds of networking right. events. And you know, that's where I met you. Yeah. I went to your first. I went to a class there. Exactly. Yeah. And you can turn up your nose, or you can go. No, I'm going to use it for meeting people and see. You know, just kind of get getting yourself out there and having some FaceTime. You right. know, so it's not about you know the quick sale or anything like that. And I would be. There are. There are some organizations you have to make sure and vet these kind of events. Right. If you're mm-hmm. spending money on an event. You know, really, look, you can find out about an event pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, be careful. My Santa hat is Your Santa hat is... So do vet them. Yeah. But, but yeah. But that, that, was a, that was a really... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put this away for a second. Okay. But that was a good one. So, and this is also... I just want to tell the listeners out there is that you, you know, patience is a virtue too. So I met this, pro- I met this producer, um, Ryan, at this pitch fest in 2013. And he liked my writing a lot. And... And what was it? Four, five, six, seven, eight. So six years later, mm-hmm. he then he called me and he says, "I got a gig." Mm. But over these past six years, he would come to screenings. He'd say, "Yeah, we're going to work together one day," and I would think, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Right. And then one day he called me, and um, so how this happened was he sent me a script and he said, "We're thinking about making this movie," and um, it had a really fun punchline. It the punchline was that these. Um, um, people, they, they were all getting married. They went to a destination, it was a destination wedding, but they all went to the wrong location in Jamaica and it was a nudist resort. 
Now, that's a fun punchline, <laughs> but it's hard to make a two-hour movie out of that. Sure, sure, sure. And I warned him about that. I mm-hmm. said, well, that's, that's tough. I mean, I like that, but I think you need to have something more going on the island. Mm-hmm. And so I gave him some ideas, and then um, I didn't hear from him. And then five months later, he called me, and he said, well, we made the movie, and you were right. Mm-hmm. So we want to trick people. So we want you to come in and rewrite the first 30 minutes of how these people meet before they get married. Interesting. So that was a, that was a, on the script doctoring thing. That was a that was a fun thing because um, um, I got to kind of start fresh because I already right. knew what the, I knew what the payoff was. So I did the setup. Now, you know, script uh-huh. doctoring, you know, versus being doing a paid rewrite. Yeah. Uh, is there a WGA uh, minimum for these? Like, I mean, is is what di- distinguishes a, a rewrite? Well, you, I don't a, a know. Well, doctor. you know, um, did you ever see Pretty Woman? Mm-hmm. Okay, so remember when she first goes to shop mm-hmm. and they say, um, please leave? Mm-hmm. That's what the WGA is, is to me. <laughs> They're saying we have nothing for you here. So I don't know. So I'm just a rebel because okay. I'm not in the union. So right. I have no idea okay. how that works. So yeah, but no, they won't let me shop there. So then I have to go and find my own Richard Gears and, and stuff like that. So, which is fun. I'm not complaining at all, but they know they won't let me shop there. I hope you find your, you keep yeah. finding your Richard Gears. I know. I like, I like, I kind of like the Richard Gears. I love yes. that you've compared yourself to Julia Roberts and pretty woman. It just makes so much sense to me. <laughs> so much sense. And, back, back, and the Julia Roberts back then with the big hair and, the, oh, yeah. and the big boots. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's what I like to bring to my this is scripts. What, you know, this is why, <laughs> We wonder, like, why women have been, like, we, you know, you go, like, well, but why didn't you say anything? And it's like, because I saw a pretty woman. Like, <laughs> such a different time. It was ridiculous. You I mean, just, no. So, oh. me and my friends, Dylan, and we even talked, like, when we were growing up, when we were kids, we thought being a prostitute was a legitimate career choice <laughs> for a person. I remember. Because I, 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 remember in the 80s, how many movies were, were the prostitute then? That was a legitimate career choice. Yeah. That's why I've kind of for, forbidden. <laughs> like, like if, you, if you've worked with me as a script consultant, you know that if you have a stripper scene, I'm usually like, I don't care how nice your stripper is and how much, how hard she works. Let's get rid of it. And the right. same thing with a prostitute scene. It's not that these aren't, you know, it's just that there's been so much of it. You well, know, also, women have other jobs, well, right? So it's nothing like what, what it really would be. Right. 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 Exactly. Like, so, yeah. so many people like, yeah, they, they still have this. You know, right? Oh yeah, exactly. no, no. Exactly. Here. Let's just let Pretty Woman be Pretty Woman. It right? Yeah, was no, no. It, it could was. be. It could be its own little thing and Locked everything like in that. time. Right, but yes. I do. But I will say, I think about that scene when they're telling her you can't shop here. So that gives me whenever like a agent or manager doesn't return my calls, I just feel like they're those those women that wouldn't let Julia Roberts shop. Scotty, so. you can shop here. <laughs> okay, thank I you. just want to let you know that. Absolutely, thank you. Can you can always shop it on the page. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. And by the way, thank you so much. Your your encouragement means so much. Well, to me. I was so look. I went. I am so proud of you because you have been a working writer since the minute that I met you. You know, and you try everything. You make everything that you do a little bit better. You know, and you and you know, you're just like, oh, I'm trying this job now, and I'm doing this job, and you have become a really strong writer. I am very, very, very oh, proud well, th- of you. Thank you. And actually, this Christmas, I'll be celebrating a milestone. It's been now six months where I've just been completely making my living as a writer. Hey, congratulations. And I still, I'm, I'm still like, are uh, you, yeah, are you, are you worried? Like, 
because th- that's a huge milestone, mm-hmm. actually, to let go of the of the safety job. Well, right? so six months in June, there have also been some things going on with my family. I need to be there for my dad and stuff. But um, in June, I got three writing assignments. Now, there are two movies that haven't been made wow. yet. But I got three all of a sudden, and it just didn't make any sense for me to have my day job. Like My day it? job was in the way. Your job, this is your day job. And, um, and it was very, and I want to give a shout out to Greta for her Writer's Write Journal, because I had just started doing the Writer's Write Journal Greta, when that happened. I can't pronounce her last Hen- name. Henkis? Yes. Oh, how do you say how do you I, say I don't know. I'm, oh I'm sorry, Greta. Greta, I'm so We just sorry. know you as Greta. Like, you're just like one name, like, like Madonna. Like, yeah. 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 So Greta was also on the show. She, yeah. She's, she's. Fabulous. But I think, no, I even have it. I even know I use that journal every day. And now I've been, I'm not using it. By the way, Greta, you need to come with a tutorial because no one really understands how to use it. But I, it has helped me so much of having that journal. I really, I really um, encourage people to use that Writer's Write journal. It's writer's really Write, good. and they can get it online. Yeah, they can get it online. It's really good. It's very good. But, but when I started doing that, then all of a sudden um, I realized that I could have a plan. And then also so many of my friends in, in the circle around that I was, were all working, all working freelance. Mm-hmm. So, and it was almost like they said, Oh, it's safe over here. You can do it. Right. And um, you just learn to manage your money. Cause it, when it rains, it rains. And when it does not rain, you're like, Oh no. But then all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden then Taika comes in. Right. And says, I want you to turn, you know, the, the, the Yamashiro into a brothel. Right. Or then there's Donna Mills and all of a sudden I get to write a Christmas movie. So you never know. And I'm just, I'm so open. I'm so game for everything. Sure. I have no idea what's going to happen next. And I'm very excited. And um, So everybody yeah. who's listening, let your Donna Mills in. <laughs> yeah. And your Taiga, Taiga right. Donna Mills. You go yes. turn your basement into a brothel. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Why not? For Christmas. As long as you don't make a movie about happy female <laughs> prostitutes. But other than that, other, it's kind of hard in a brothel situation. But you, we, Who yeah, knew in you, this Christmas podcast we'd be talking about prostitutes and brothels so I much? I knew because... Because <laughs> it's me. It's you. Merry Christmas, Scotty. Merry, Merry Christmas. And yes, and I like saying Merry Christmas. Here thank you. Thank you so much. I will think about you when I put the bagel on my tree. Absolutely. I really, really appreciate it. And so everybody, go check out A Beauty and the Beast Christmas, airing on the Ion Channel December 15th. Also, are you a... Now that you're in the world of influencers, <laughs> um, can people contact you through social media? Or do you... Tw- to, uh, like, are you somebody who tweets regularly? Are you an Instagram? You know, person? I mostly tweet, okay. and it's at at, at, at Scotty Mullen, S C O T T Y M U L L E N. Excellent. Yeah. So, and and um, also for actors, I also give out audition tips sometimes too, <laughs> oh my God. because so many actors do terrible, dumb things in the room, and so I just try to prevent them from doing stuff. And um, and I just want to give one one final thing, just sure. for actors and writers, is. Do not be scared of the competition out there. Talent always wins. It really does. If you are willing, it's a marathon. If you stay in the race, and the nice thing about being a writer and also an actor is you can always get better. Right. So if you write a script that's terrible, who cares? You can always get better. It's not like heart surgery where I hope you're good at it the first time. Mm -hmm. You know, you can always get better and you can always reinvent yourself. 
So that is a those. Yeah. Great advice. That's my Christmas gift. To that the is world. a wonderful Christmas gift to the world. Actually, <laughs> keep replaying that because yeah, it is. It's hard sometimes for for writers to believe what you just said, you know. And it is so true, mm-hmm. so true. Yes, absolutely. I want to remind everybody to go to onthepage.tv because if you want to become a better writer, come on over and take a class. Why don't oh, you do I still that? use your pitch document every day. Yay! That makes me happy. I do. Good. Yeah. Good. So there's there's uh, the six week first draft. You know, story to script adventure is coming up uh, probably the time this is uh, airing because we're going to save it for, you know, December. Um, it will be that you better sign up quickly. So it's January 4th through February 8th, um, six Saturdays, and really you will be deep into script by the time you're done. And of course, there is also an online option for people who can't come to LA, which I'm very excited about. So do check that out. I want to thank Scotty Mullen again. You rock. Yes. You're the best. Merry Christmas. Thanks to all of you for listening and have a good writing 